Ladies and gents, welcome back to Double Stack F1 Podcast. On Ratsan, we have a Red Bull driver here, Trevor Bowers, celebrated his birthday. He's a pretty old Red Bull driver. He's 36. I don't know if he can still drive a car at 36, but <laughs> happy birthday, Red Bull driver. Thank you, sir. Hello, everybody. Dude is decked out in, in Red Bull gear at the moment. And yep, he still has got a hashtag on it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Uh... I just uh, just got it in the mail yesterday for my birthday. Um, obviously, haven't worn it worn it yet uh, outside the house, but um, yeah, rocking the Red Bull shirt for the for the podcast. You look legit. You look legit. You look <laughs> like a brand new RB nineteen. You know? <laughs> if you, you go out now, everybody will want. All the chicks will want you, man. It's, <laughs> it's like you're a winner, you know. Uh, but. Uh, like you said, a winner, Red Bull, yet again, a winner this weekend, Max Verstappen. Is that eight wins in a row? Is that nine now? That's eight, right? He's one um, shy of, uh, of, uh, the record from, uh, our dear friend, uh, uh, Sebastian Vettel. He's about to equalize him next time, I believe. Uh, but the team has 12 wins thus far this season, uh, extending that record, right? Yeah. All right. So, uh, race ended up one Verstappen, two Perez, two Leclerc, Leclerc third, Hamilton fourth, Alonso fifth, Russell sixth, Lando Norris seventh, Ocon eighth, Stroll ninth, and to round it up, our favorite driver Yuki Tsunoda P ten. It's a great weekend overall. What was you? What, what? How did you enjoy this weekend as a whole? Um, I thought it was uh. Pretty pretty interesting weekend. A lot of action for sure with uh, the sprint quality and the and the sprint and the quality for the race and the Grand Prix and yeah, a lot of action. And it was too um, much, too much. Was, uh, it was too much. At times, it was hard to kind of keep track of what happened when, but um, yeah, dude. there's definitely definitely plenty to watch. And yeah, it was interesting yeah, I, that uh, the conditions were kind of a little bit different in each of the sessions. Um, and then it was finally dry for the for the Grand Prix. Um, for the most part, even rained a little bit, but um, they were on slicks the whole time. So um, yeah, I thought it was an interesting weekend from that standpoint. Um, the conditions changing all the time. Um, but yeah, I thought it an interesting weekend overall. Yeah, one last interesting weekend before we head off into summer break. So we'll be off for uh the break no formula one plenty of racing for sure uh still happening in other series but no formula one until the 25th i, I believe is when we're back on track for fp1 at Semvord. but until then we will come up with some ideas of uh how we can make this interesting during the the summer break we have a few ideas of of some projects and some uh, analysis we want to run on our end and uh catch up with you maybe halfway through the break when you're in dire need of, of some F1 content. Uh, we'll shoot something your way. Uh, but different today, we'll try something new. Uh, we're going to look at some, some hot topics from the weekend because there's so much data to cover. And we'll just pick a few of them and, and kind of have a, a, a little bit of a little conversation around them. Um, and then we'll touch on Trevor's top 10. He bombed it so bad this weekend, guys. It's it's it's, it's disgusting. But uh, he'll be put to the test soon. I actually think I, I actually think I did better this weekend than than last time I did it. But we'll see. 
we'll get there. Topic number one. Uh, it, this is going to be a spicy topic, and it involved our dear friend, the smooth operator, and uh, our favorite Australian. And I'm not talking about Daniel Ricardo. I'm talking about the young buck, soon to be world champion, Oscar Piastri. So, just to frame what happened, turn one, it's Oscar versus signs into turn one. Uh, very controversial. Uh, took out. Oscar from the race. Um, Oscar took his part of the responsibility. The hardest, the, the the weird part of this was when Science went back online to put the blame completely on Oscar and blamed Oscar for the fact that he's a junior and that a senior racer, somebody with experience, wouldn't have gone into turn one uh, through the inside. But we went through the video a few times. I went through the video several times and Ultimately, I went to the conclusion that it was signs locking up and not being aware that somebody might be in that inside uh, that caused uh, the incident. So I wanted to bring it up to you, uh, see if you noticed it and what your thoughts were on that incident and who was to blame predominantly. Um, yeah, I definitely noticed it like right away. Um even before signs started losing positions, I kind of noticed it from uh, from the the broadcast, just from uh, from turn one. You could kind of see it like back in the background if you uh, if you were looking kind of into the into turn one. But um, yeah, it's a it's really a tough one. I see the point signs is making, but also he kind of made a, a crazy move. Um, he locked up and also like came across. But also where Piastri was, I don't really see how he was gonna be able to like fully get the car turned around in the corner based on the angle he was kind of entering at. So it's it's a tough one for me. I don't know. I don't I don't think either person is is completely blameless. Yeah, yeah. It could have been. I think you know there's a gap. It, it was a really wide gap from from when I went back and watched the onboards. Like I was on Piastri's onboard, it was a massive gap uh, in that part of the track. Everybody was on the left hand side of the track when the gap opened up and Piastri entered it. And Piastri was fully committed, and all of a sudden, uh, signs jinks back uh, because I think Paris was was giving a little bit of pressure on Hamilton. To the inside, so Hamilton Jinx City to the right. Signs is like, oh, I can't stop anymore. I'm in dirty air. I can't break and stop. He Jinx to the to the left to the right as well. Hits the hits the brake, but the brakes won't won't connect. So he goes further to the right, and then that just boxed in the kid. And 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 these are like turn one incidents. But the part of this whole issue that I had a problem with was how Signs went out to like target the 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 kid, saying that. It was his his lack of experience that that caused the issue, and he went on social media to put that out there. I'm like, guys, you could talk to the, you could go and see the kid and and talk to him, but to go online and to fully say this is the kid's fault, that's where I I don't agree. It's a shared mistake. It's a turn one incident. It's part of racing, but don't put the blame when you weren't clean, right? Had you not locked up, none of this was gonna happen. So that's where I was like a little bit upset that signs thought it was a good idea to go out there and put the blame on uh, on um, 
uh, Oscar because that destroyed his race completely. Yeah, and I think also it kind of kind of tells you how Sainz really feels about the incident. Like, if you're very confident that like it's completely the other guy's fault and not yours, are you really going to take to social media to like argue your case? Like, I mean, that's true, right? <laughs> like, so you know, do you, do you want to like jump the press? And, I didn't. And I didn't know. I didn't like know about the social media <laughs> stuff with signs. Um, it's been kind of a busy week with uh, yeah. with everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, if that's the case, like I think it's kind of more indicative of signs not being totally confident that everybody sees it his way, and he feels yeah, like he's got to argue his case a little bit more. That's true. That's true. And I, I was completely upset. I saw it the night, the a few hours after the race, and I was just so upset. And I was like, "Dude, where's your PR team? They didn't even look at this before you put this online. Like, this is go- well, he, going to backfire." He, he said it in an interview uh, after the race. He might have said it in a more like PR sort of way because he was talking in an interview at the circuit, like you know with f1 like watching yeah yeah but he basically said like the same thing he was like um and i i see his point too but he said uh nobody's like in like the last several years nobody's made a move up the inside at that corner and it like worked for them so like and i like i think he's right i can't think of anybody who's made a move there in the last like several years that it's like you know, worked and they didn't end up hitting somebody or hitting the, you know, the, the like wall there right at the. Well, signs almost the pulled a Grosjean. Like signs literally almost did. pulled a Grosjean. Like if he had gone straight into Hamilton, he was going to trash everybody into turn one. Nobody else could have stopped. Yeah. So Maybe. like, <laughs> I don't know, I mean, man. Like he should be lucky he didn't pull a Grosjean. Like that's all I'm saying. I guess I'm blaming the kid, like, just let it go, Sides, and we'll come back in a month. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, like, you mentioned that the incident ruined Piastri's race. Like, it ruined Sides' race, too. It just, like... Why did he carry on, then? Why did he carry on for 20 bloody laps? As soon as he pulled out of the pit after that, like, as soon as he pulled out of the pit, I was like, I bet he retires by the midpoint of the race. Yeah. He retired exactly at the midpoint of the race, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, oh, we got to collect data. What with a broken car? Like, do you car? plan on like, your car wait, being broken what, again? What, why what do you need the data, data on a broken want? car? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, what's the, what's the point? Here, what's guys? the point, really? Um, I guess, I guess, uh, I read on online that the the point was they're hoping for a red flag at some point where they could repair the, the damage and. And hopefully get back into the points where, like, I mean, I guess I kind of get that, but I don't know. Sorry, science didn't happen. Uh, he sat back in the garage and became uh, a race engineer for Charles Leclerc as he went ahead and got a podium for Ferrari. The Golden Childs delivering yet again. He did. Uh, so good race for him. Um, my next topic here is. Max versus GP. Uh, got a lot of heated conversations over the weekend. Uh, Max, absolutely, I loved it. 
Max looking for perfection. Um, I think there's just mixed communication, I guess. Max was close to elimination and and uh, was it SQ2 or was it Quali 2? Like I these two days just don't make any sense to me. I think it was it was Quali second 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 round of Quali. SQ2, I think you're right. Quali, yeah. Q2. It was in Q2. Uh he barely made the cut. He he made it P10 and he was upset about not doing double push. But the issue was the the mapping wasn't set for him to do two push laps. He would have not had enough energy to to do the second push lap. So JP was trying to uh, explain that to him, and he was like, "Well, that's not what I wanted, right?" Uh, and JP was like, "Well, next time you tell us the fuel load, you tell us the run plan, you tell us everything, and we do it." Max, I guess, went out there, proved the point, stuck it on pole in Q three. So. Who's right? By who's eight wrong? tenths of a second, and he like blasted each sector. I think, yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like he was trying to make a sides, statement though. to his engineer there. Yeah, I get who's... both sides. I think his engineer was actually right in the in the decision because the other thing is like if he does two push laps, right? Like he's coming in as the track is like at its best. Best. So like right because he was out for three for three laps yeah, but then and he, he ended up doing like a push lap a cool down lap and yeah. another push lap yep. but if he had done two push laps in a row then like he's running out of energy on the second of them and then also the he's coming into the pit when the track is at its is, best it's as it's juiciest right like yeah come on dude so like right. I mean gonna... I think it's pretty obvious to me that his engineer was like right um in this situation maybe if the argument is over when they went out oh that's a different yeah, argument that's but probably like, a different argument it didn't sound like that was the argument to me no. it was more like dude you're you you messed me up bro like you yeah your strategy was wrong uh i I have to take care of everything. I'm in the car. I know better, right? Um, and this is just, I, and, it, and I get it. You get emotional when, when you almost, you know, you're you're about to get disqualified, right? Like, he had he not pushed enough, he was he was right there. Like, Gassy could have taken him out, uh, and and who was the, the like Magnuson was also there. Could have could have nipped him out, pushed him into to uh, uh, Q like out of Q two. So. I get it. it. It was it was a little bit delicate, and I know why he's upset. Uh, but it was nice. And to then watch, he also though. knows that he, yeah, and he also knew that he had that uh, grid penalty hanging over his head. Yeah, it was so like he goes 15. out, he goes out in Q two. Yeah, he's starting 11, 15. 16, 16, right? Yeah, at best, and like that's worse than last year. Wait, 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 wait! You get out of Q two, you're fifteenth, dog. Well, yeah, but add five. Yeah, well, then you start twentieth. <laughs> if you get, if you get eliminated in Q two, you're like, yeah, you're anywhere between. You're and 15th, you had the five 16th. grade penalty. You're yeah. anywhere between fifteen and twenty. So yeah, or yeah, sixteen wow. and twenty. You're right. So yeah, yeah. so you'll be he, yeah. He, that he could have gotten sixteen real ugly then, for him. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Oh, he qualifies. No, you your top ten passes, so you're eleventh. So you'll be so 11. 11. So add five, yeah, you're 16. Yeah, 16th. He'll be 16th, which would have been a little bit interesting. Uh, he got he got through to Q, to P1 by lap, I think, 14 or 17th in the race. Uh, Something so, like that. 
So that could have been slightly more delayed. And he was um, able to be like conservative if he had started kind of 16th or below, he'd have to be kind of aggressive from the beginning just to minimize how much traffic he gets caught in, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, like, uh, he he eventually got it done. I think, yeah, lap 14, he got into into the lead uh, as I go back to my notes here. But, uh, yeah, great, great conversation there. We loved it. I'm, I'm sure GP doesn't, GP is more like, you know, he handles business. Uh, he, it reminded me of like, you remember that radio on Fisichella, uh, where, Fisichella, where, where his, his engineer is yelling at him to, how can he be two tenths slower than Fernando on the same tires? You remember the Australian GP? <laughs> yeah, vaguely. <laughs> in the rain, he's like, there's no way. I understand you're in the rain. I understand like, you know, you're two laps older tires, but like, there's no way you're just that slow against Alonso. But it wasn't quite the same, but uh, it brought back some good memories uh, um, from hearing a little bit of uh, chatter between the two of them. You know, you know, those are the kind of things we love, you know, makes it yeah, more exciting. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, uh, definitely interesting. Um, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Next one, a little bit, we go, we don't, we'll go a step back. Uh, this is a little bit more controversial. I tried not to talk about it on Saturday because I was livid. Uh, it's the Lewis versus Paris. Not the incidents, really, but the penalty. Um, I feel personally that it was... Pun- they punished the, what happened, what, what da- the damage that occurred. They didn't punish... It wasn't the action itself that was punished. Like Lewis did not intentionally take out Paris. Paris squeezed Lewis into a damp part of the track, and Lewis had the corner. The rule says if you're next to the driver, you're significantly close to the driver, in line with the driver, and you're the inside car, you have the corner, and then it's the responsibility of the driver on the outside to give you enough room. So if you're boxing somebody in the rain into a wet patch of of track, you should expect them to veer off to understeer out. And you should expect contact at, at the end of it. I know Paris was struggling with tires and in the heat of battle, people don't think about it. But I don't think ultimately Lewis should have been punished for the incident just because Paris had damage. I think he had the corner. Lewis had the corner, and I think the punishment it it's wasn't deserved. That's kind of my 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 perspective on that, and a lot of people's perspective from what I see online. But just wanted to get your take on who's right, who's wrong, and why. So I, yeah, I mean, and I love Paris. Like Paris is like my favorite Red Bull driver. So I, I was that's why I didn't talk on Saturday. Like I was like. I love these two guys, but like this felt like it wasn't, it wasn't managed properly by race control. I'm not blaming Paris or anything. I think race control took a decision that wasn't absolutely right. And that ruined Lewis's performance. Everything he did that day was just tossed and he didn't say anything. He didn't even complain. He just let it go. And that even makes me more infuriated. Yeah. I mean, I see your point about, it does kind of seem like the penalty was given based on the damage to P- 
Perez's car rather than like the incident itself. When I saw the incident, honestly, I thought the incident was Hamilton's fault, but I didn't think it warranted a penalty. I thought it was like one of those, like it's kind of a racing incident. Hamilton looked more at fault to me, but I was pretty surprised when the penalty came out and I, I don't think it was warranted. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. I knew when, when you see it, like, oops, it's one of those like you're driving and you're like, oops, bro, I didn't mean to contact you there, bro. Just, sorry, yeah. man. Like, yeah, and I think what like... they pointed to, which is kind of, I don't know, cherry picking in a way, but um, if you look at the onboard, Hamilton had like a moment where it looked like he kind of like lost grip with. Uh, yeah like probably the rear tires kind of seemed like he, and the uh front tire touched the front right tire touched the water on the inside because he was ran off okay he, so he it was the front a little bit as soon as he touched it you could see that twitch in his wheel and you're like oh yeah and like while he was saving it there was there was a split second where like the wheel was pointed to, toward perez's Perez. car i like i'm not saying that he was steering toward perez he was saving it but I, I think that's what they pointed to for the penalty, which is kind of, kind of to me looks like you want to award a penalty, and then you go back and watch the onboard, and you're like, yeah. oh, there it is, there it is. Um, but like, like I said, I thought the incident was Hamilton's fault. I didn't think it was worth worthy of a penalty, and uh, the the argument you make about it, it appearing that they gave the penalty based on the damage to Perez's car rather than the incident itself, like that argument to me sounds like it has a lot of merit yeah uh it was unfortunate though it could have been could have been a it could have been a great it could have been great otherwise that that sprint was was one of the best sprints i i, I saw uh piastri did fantastic you know managing and and racing against against uh verstappen uh he was sliding all over the place i know we talked about it on saturday but like he pushed you know there was a there was a genuine fight there's a fight versus Perez with with Hamilton. It was just a great a great quality. I think that was the best race of the weekend. Uh, but I just think that just put a put a sour taste in my mouth at the end. And it was just like we could have just let that slide. Just like and it didn't even want. And then they gave him two points. Is that on a his pun? Record. Is that what, a pun? Let that slide. Yeah, but- yeah. Right. Could have been a spawn. I didn't think about it, but. It could have been, it, and they gave him two points on his license too. Like it was. I didn't was, know about the points. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it looked to me like a, a racing incident that was kind of Hamilton's fault, but the penalty was surprising to me. Like I said, but anyways, yeah, I don't. I don't think it was deserved. And and then that goes back to like this the the entire season we've had a few of these inconsistent like like stewarding. Um, and like, you want to be able to like watch formula one, right. And be like, this is the call. Right. And you'd be right. Like if you're watching like soccer, right. If somebody's offside or if you're watching football and like somebody gets tackled or gets uh, put his hand on like the mask of the opponent, you'd be like, Oh, this is a Crochman or this is like, you know, these, this yeah. is the penalty. Right. And you'd be right. But like, it's, it's more clearly well, defined in other sports. Yeah. And in F1 is just like you you there's so many ways to read stuff that like the stewards could like this is how i understand it so 
this is the penalty. This is this error. So your this this issue aligns with this rule. You know, they can pick and choose which rule it is 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 linked to each penalty, and it's just it's not consistent. And I think that's something we need to work towards um, to kind of make it more more fair. I would say or consistent in terms of the calls on the on on track. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think also, I think that's nothing new. I think the inconsistency of uh, how penalties are awarded and when they're awarded and if they're awarded and all of that stuff um, is like, it's always been an issue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could look at like a few races that that was like a huge question. One that comes to mind, the most obvious that comes to mind. Well, yeah, I'm not trying to be too controversial. I was going to say um, Vettel, in, Vettel in Montreal was uh, was was another yeah, one that was... right? It's the same thing. I was feel like the, that incident the, could have been read several different ways, yeah. and they read it in the way where Vettel Wait. got penalized, but the yeah. rest of the ways, it's like nobody gets you, penalized. He went, he went off track, and just that's where the car landed like it wasn't yeah. intentional Vettel had Vettel is not the type of driver that would try to put a, uh, somebody out of the race just to keep a position you know you can trust exactly yeah that Vettel will race you clean and fair so that's that explains the frustration Vettel had that day right it was more like why am I getting punished for this like it make like what are you guys doing yeah like, I'd never meant like to I've- do that I've been in this situation before and there was no punishment. There was no yeah. penalty. Like why yeah. now? Yeah. But yeah, it's, like, it's... I think that's kind of my, like, it's always been an, an issue how the rules are applied and, and when they're applied. That's one thing I think F1 would, uh, if they were able to sort that out somehow, I don't know how they would do it. It seems like it's just a difficult, ta- like objectively a difficult task. Um, but yeah, they need to kind of figure that you, out somehow. Do you think it's it has it probably has anything to do with the fact that the sport is so niche that you you're a driver, there's only twenty people really driving that know what these cars can do and how they function. And like a lot of these stewards likely never drove a Formula One car, never raced a Formula One car, right? Like they they probably don't understand how these things handle, how what could happen when you go, we touch the grass or when, when, when so-and-so happened, when you touch water on a curb, like they know the rule, they know the rule of the law, but they've never been, they've never fought. They've never been out there. They've never been in the car. They yeah, don't know. They haven't like works. experienced it. Yeah. So like maybe we need more F1 X drivers in the steward room to like give opinion. I know there's always some, some, an old driver, like, there but like we need probably more to like have have beetle or like have input into these calls because some some easy ones just every once in a while slip by and you're just like god guys this no come on onyx even fans look at it and be like what are we doing here you know yeah those are the, those are the ones that hurt and it's uh, like it's not good for the sport like if they're obviously trying to attract new fans if fans can't figure out how an incident is like supposed to be called then yeah. like it's not it's great 
Yeah, like, shoot, man. But anyways, that's on that. We'll move on to another one. Uh, I'm going to move on to one that's probably a little bit hilarious. Um, there's two of them that are coming that are like super funny. Um, do you remember SQ3, both Lewis Hamilton and Russell just take off um, and are trying to do a lap together. So I'm home. I'm watching this thing. And there's like 20 seconds left on the clock. And I see like a second apart, both Mercedes back to back going, going for their flying lap. And I was like, this is not going to end well. Next thing I know, Russell locks up into turn one, but keeps pushing. He pushes up and Lewis is like, okay. Lewis thought he was just going to let him by, but Russell comes back, defends, and they go through Eau Rouge. Lewis has more momentum, but just has to stay behind him, gets the slipstream, goes by, but his lap is already ruined because he had to back off so many times. And they both ended up in like odd positions to start the the sprint race and then bagged many points for the sprint. Seven and eight, I, I, if, I, if I'm correct. What did Russell do on the sprint? I didn't even take that down anywhere. Oh uh, well, they started. They started seventh and tenth, and yeah. So like, they, that's where they finished for the sprint yeah, shootout because of the penalty. Um, Lewis came back to for seven, the sprint five. itself. It was uh, seventh and eighth. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah like so, you said, Lewis was running P P three, right? He's five P3 seconds the... ahead of that. Would have been let's see, this P three. It would have been P four. Was he, Lewis was crossed the line 16.7 behind Max. Um, Gasly was 10.7 in third. Oh, yeah. So Gasly was still third. So if so Lewis was, was 11, yeah, yeah, if Lewis was 11.7, he would have been in fourth. Yeah. I remember Gasly put a tremendous defense on Lewis. That was interesting how Lewis couldn't get him. Um, so something maybe, yeah, I could see like Lewis would get so close to him by the end of the straight. But then in, he didn't have any downforce. He'd go through sector two and he would just fall back and he had to like claw all of that back in sector three and then back in sector one. Uh, but yeah, uh, that goes back to the decision. And he, all of that was set up because of the quality. I think if it weren't for that error, Lewis could have probably qual- qualified a little bit further up and would, would probably be ahead of Gasly and wouldn't have to to figure that part of the race out as well. That was just a small one. The other one I have for you is Stroll versus his team. When Stroll went out in Q2 on the mediums, um, and they still told him to do the lap when he was complaining that, guys, I have no grip, and then he shunts the car. Whose fault is it? I don't think it's anybody's fault. I think it was the right call to try. Um, cause if you, if you kind of like watch the laps that were going on at the time and like, kind of look at like what was dry and what was wet, it was really only that part at the top of the hill that was like kind of wet, um, that, that like kind of 180 degree curve. And then like the, the turn where, where Stroll crashed the, like leading up to that, there was a dry line. And Mm -hmm. like, after that, like sequence of corners, there was, 
there was another dry line. So it was the I light think, out of the tunnel right after that. Yeah, the, it was really close to being the right call. Um, it just happened to be like maybe a minute too early, maybe two minutes too early. Who could have done it? What other drivers could have could have done could have pulled it off? You think anybody could have pulled I it off? I don't know the way that turn is. I don't. I don't think like I the don't way think that anybody could have pulled it off. Really. Yeah, like if you look, because it's you're coming like downhill, and it's like th- that's like a tough corner, even when it's dry. So like if it's soaked, I don't know if anybody can make it through. You'd have to completely back off your lap. You would have to, yeah, or like take a really weird like like kind of arcing line. line through there. Yeah. yeah. So like. I don't know. You've done this the only, Yeah. The only, I mean, if anybody can, there's only like a couple drivers I think of. Not, like, not, not, not Fernando. He bent it too during the session, right? He, right. he bent it too during that weekend as well, just clipping a corner. So it's tough. Like if, if Lord Fernando can bend it here in on a wet patch by just touching a wet patch, then like, I don't think, I don't then, think I yeah. want. I want to stick my neck out for anybody, really, really. Other than Max would stuff. probably slide into a three sixty, save it somehow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he'd lose a bunch of lap yeah. time, but he wouldn't yeah. crash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's done that on several occasions. He's, so yeah, well, you know, it's his. But uh, you know. in a corner like that, nobody yeah, could <laughs> save I, a three sixty. You can stick your neck out for for Max, right? Uh, no, no, no. You, I'm just kidding. But yeah, that was that was a that was one that broke my heart because you can get mad at Stroll, but when you look at it closely, like he he already told you like this 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 is not a good idea, guys. Like I'm in this car, like I know what I'm what's out here, and we're on a quality lap, and I'm gonna push. That's what we do on quality, we push. Yeah, so, but they were like, it was like really close. Like I'm not even saying the lap would have been fast enough for like pole or anything, but like. They were very close to getting the lap done. So like I would I would say that kind of seems to me that they're probably like a maybe two to three minutes early with that call. Yeah. And but the gamble ruined both both their qualities, him and uh Alonso. That was silly. Like knowing they were sending Stroll out on slicks, they should have sent Alonso out on his inserts ahead of Stroll. So he could get if Stroll brings done. out like a yellow flag. It doesn't, I mean, if he brings out the red flag, then it doesn't matter. But if it's just the yellow flag, it doesn't affect Alonso's lap. Yep. So that, that one, I was not happy. Uh, Now we're going to touch another, I'm going to ask you just a unique question here. Um, (laughs) Okay. What, like when you look at the entirety of the weekend, did anything surprise you, whether it's positively or negatively? Uh, what for you was like the biggest surprise the entire weekend? Um, Piastri's sprint performance. Positively or negatively? Well, positively, obviously. He chewed up his tires. That's why I'm asking if it was positive or negative. He chewed up his tires, but he hung on to second place. (laughs) The thing with Piastri is like every... Every circuit he goes to, it's the first time he's driven an F1 car there. 
So it's not like he has any experience really to draw on. It's all just kind of like instinct and like racing talent. So Mm -hmm. that's what's impressive to me is he can... I mean, he fought with uh, he fought with Max for a bit. He he was. And he's not spinning it around, anyways. Yeah, and he's. It's not like he battled at the front and then like lost a ton of positions either. Yeah. Like he battled with Max. Obviously, that didn't work out. It doesn't work, seem to work out for anybody this year. And he finished second. Yeah, like that was in tricky conditions. So. In conditions that uh, Alonso crashed in, right? So, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, I mean, yeah, positively, he's one of the best it, drivers yes. on the grid. I, I would say, in terms of experience and talent, and he's crashing yeah. in those conditions. Piastri, with like, you know, less than was it like a do- less than a dozen races, or is it a dozen races? It's a dozen. Whatever nine. it is, but like very few. He's. It didn't seem to be a problem. He also seemed like cool under pressure too. Like, yeah, he chewed up his tires, but he'll figure that out. It's the like I said, the first time he's driven an F one car at yeah. every single he one had, of these places. He pitted, right? He ended up having to pit, right? To, like new tires when it dried up to kind of finish that session. He chewed up his enters. Oh, they finished on enters, right? I think they went from I wet think to enters. Fin- I think yeah, they, yeah, they, went, they finished on enters. They pitted early for the inners, he, and he was part of the group one that pitted for inters. That's right, yeah. yeah. But the other part to add to that, uh, piggybacking on what you said, was how he performed way better than Lando Norris, who had been to this track several times, had driven Formula One cars. He 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 got the edge on him in FP1, had the edge on him in quality, and uh, it, if it wasn't for the race at the end of the day that he, he DNF, like he was likely going to uh, perform better than, than Lando for the entirety of the weekend. So that for me was like, like you, like a massive surprise. That is the part of it that I'm like, wow, it has been, it's been a while since I, since I've noticed somebody beating Lando Norris in that McLaren. So if this kid can be a long race, Lando, science would be the last person to do it. And yeah. So like, and I think you know Monza. I think back at Monza and and uh, uh, how Ricardo delivered a win for the team there. So I wouldn't completely say Ricardo wasn't at certain points, certain point in sure. time, good. But like, yeah, clearly. But in terms of like there, consistency over like portions of the season or the whole season, yeah. Like Lando hasn't been beaten by a teammate in a long time. Time so. Piastri is 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 doing a fantastic job. Uh, now, who surprised me? Uh, I think I was surprised by the pace of that Red Bull this weekend. The gap in the race was insane, and the gap to Paris in the race was insane. He when, wanted to pit again. Was it twenty seconds on Paris? It was at least a pit stop because he was basically begging to pit again, and GP said no. Like I think he wanted really wanted to pit again to prove a point that he was an entire pit stop ahead of his teammate. But like Paris started ahead of Max. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's why he wanted to do that. Fourteen, that Max finally got him, 
and for him to eke out 20 seconds on Paris, is Paris the right guy for that car? And I think Max was trying to burn his tires out so he would have to pit again. Because, <laughs> like, in that last stint, GP kept telling him to slow down, and he kept not saying anything, but, like, setting green and purple sectors. So he's he clearly not set... slowing down. Yeah, no, He like... wanted to still set the lap, you know, if he could, with old tires. He was like, you're not letting me pit, but I'm going to give it a shot anyways. Like... Which yeah, but even even better. even earlier in that stint, because GP kept saying like we need these tires for no, like you know you know rest you know what race. happened. I saw an interesting analysis, and I'll share this with you later by an uh, an old engineer from Red Bull. Uh, he has a podcast, Break. Uh, he, you you know the Break guy. Um, he kind of explained that it's likely due to plank wear because the team they, they were. When you remember that part where he was arguing with GP during the race about oh uh, both cars doing it, you know what I mean? You remember that part where GP was like, oh, "Listen, okay, to yeah. you, use your head." So every time they were going through Eau Rouge, they were lifting. So if you had noticed throughout the race, the Red Bull was like constantly bottoming through the entry to Eau Rouge, and like you could see the sparks more than any other team. So they were wearing their plank, and because you have to, there's regulation about how much wear you can get. They were told to lift through Eau Rouge per the analysis of rake, so that they don't wear their plank. Interesting. And, okay. And yeah, I'll share it with you later. And I thought that was very insightful. I don't see a lot of stuff on Twitter that I love, but that was one analysis that I was like, pretty good. And this guy used to be an old Red Bull engineer. He just like left the team a, a year ago or something to do his own podcast and just focus on something else. I think he was race engineer for Checo, like Max. So pretty, pretty, pretty smart guy. Ran some interesting data and and came out to the conclusion that, yeah, they were likely preserving the plank. So uh, I think that's why they were fact fighting. It wasn't like in Saudi Arabia where, where Max was upset that Checo was doing a, was going faster than him and wanted to make sure he, he he wasn't getting cheated out by uh by his team but yeah it was an interesting analysis i'll share that with you the last topic of the day before we turn to your top 10 ricardo versus sonoda so sonoda scored points ricardo did the best he could in race two i think that was the best ricardo could do given where he qualified started off completely out of position uh but ended up i think finished p16 or p15 um so, and he was re relatively on par in terms of uh, pace with Yuki. Um, they were pulling the same average and median. So uh, I would say, I would say Ricardo did a good job this weekend. Sonoda did a fantastic job. And that, that, that's kind of how I can rank Ricardo versus Sonoda there. I think that's being a little bit generous to Sonoda. He qualified 11th and finished 10th. Well, we know that car is. It's the slowest car on the grid, but. Not really. Ricardo I would gained... say the Haas, the Haas has taken that in terms of race space. Like the Haas That's possible. The, the, the worst car out there, dude. <sighs> yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say either one had a spectacular race. Um, 
if you look over the whole race weekend, Yuki did a great job, you know, qualifying very close to the points and gaining that much needed position during the race. Right. Ricardo got P10 in quality in in the sprint. So that led me to think that it was the position in which he started that just hindered his race. He didn't get a good lap in in quality. Well, look at it, look at it this way. Neither one had a good race. If you consider Sunoda gained one position, Ricardo gained, what, three. two to three positions? Yeah. Okay, well, Piastri and Sainz both started ahead of them and retired. So those were free positions like that they both gained. So at this mm-hmm. point, Sonoda's losing a position <laughs> and Ricardo's only gaining one. Yeah. And then like let's look at let's look at the I mean Well, it's a race, right? Anything can happen. You you know And Ricardo starting that far behind, like, yeah, you're gonna probably get one. Like gonna get somebody you, if you don't have a terrible <laughs> race. You started in nineteenth. Yeah, yeah, like, you don't have the worst car. Well, there's in, in race trim, so you will. But in terms of like it. potential people to overtake, like you have the second most available <laughs> opportunities. <laughs> yeah, you have more opportunity than anybody. Got the only person who had more opportunities was Hulkenberg, <laughs> who started from pit lane. By the way, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, but no, no, I just want to keep an eye out for for that little uh, for that for those two guys. I know. It was an interesting little um It'll be uh, fun situation. to keep an eye out. Yeah, it'll be fun to keep an eye out. I think these last two races before the summer break um, don't really matter in any way in the comparison between them. I think it's more of a like, okay, Danny, Rick, you've got two races to get comfortable with the car and like, you know, we're going to – like the actual like comparisons gonna start after the summer break when you've had like whatever time to you settle got your in. Warm up laps done, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also the other thing is like I really don't think it matters because Sunoda's kind of like scheduled to leave the team <laughs> in twenty twenty five. So there's no way in hell they're gonna put him in the second Red Bull. Why Red would Bulls. they? Yeah. So like. It, None of it matters anyway. Even if Sonoda, it's important, it's important for Ricardo. Even if they of... both do great and Sonoda's doing better than Ricardo, but they're both doing like really, really well, it's not like Sonoda's going to get the second Red Bull. That He's edge. scheduled to leave the team at like he no a season and a half left. Like, yeah, Paris is exactly. Doing his job. He's doing a one-two. They got he got his one-two. And if they so. get rid of him, it's not going to be this year. So like, it's probably. I mean, maybe it'll be next year at some point, but probably not. It would probably be after that season. And at that point, Yuki's off to another team anyway. So, chilling, chilling. Yeah. Like, there's really, like, it's not really like a battle for that second Red Bull seat over at AlphaTauri. It's just yeah. like they're teammates. And it's like, hey, we'll see if Daniel can get the second Red Bull seat. But, like, Yuki's. Yeah kind of career path is already like kind of planned for the next like few years just based on like engine suppliers yeah hems keep doing what he needs to do not being an embarrassment yeah he just has to keep proving that he deserves to be an f1 and being as competitive as he can and i think i don't think anybody like doubts that he deserves to be an f1 so it's like he's he's just gotta keep doing his thing and uh all right he'll be okay yeah 
yeah. I got two questions. I got one more question for you though. But before we do that one question, uh, I'm gonna go over your top ten real quick. We're at 43 minutes here. Uh, All right, top let's 10, see. You it. had Verstappen P1, correct. You get one point. Uh, Perez P2, you're correct. Uh, another point. Leclerc P3, look at you on fire. You get another point. Hamilton P4, ding. nailed it. And then now, four, it's, now it falls apart. All right. Uh, number five, signs. No, he didn't even finish. Eh. Norris uh, P6. Norris is seventh. You get half a point. Piastri didn't even finish. You get zero point. P7. Uh, Russell P8. Russell finished uh, P6. P6. You get a half a point. Alonzo P9. Alonzo finished P5. You get half a point. Stroll finished, you had him at 10. Stroll finished nine. That was the closest. You get half a point. Pretty good. Pretty good performance. Decent. Yeah. No, you did well. You did fantastic this weekend. You got the, you got you. the top four, bro. Um, but yeah, uh, good job there. Before I leave you, I got one hot question for you, my friend. We're going okay. into same season, man. This is the time of the year where it gets rowdy. In F one, give me one hot take. Who gets who gets canned during this? We already got Otmore, uh, can and everybody at, at Alpine got canned already uh, to launch the festivities here. Give me one hot take. Who who joins the grid or who gets kicked out? Um, and then I'll share mine. Okay, that's a. Uh... I didn't even think about it yet, though. I'll think about it. What you what you give me yours? Yeah, I'm just uh, having a look at the constructors or the driver standings here. Um, it's like hard to say. Like, I don't think anybody gets totally canned. <laughs> they get half canned. <laughs> they get an ultimatum. Well, no, it's like. I think they might shuffle around, but like they might end up on a different team, but I don't think they'll be like out of F1. So you think all the carnage happened already during the se- during the during the season already, during the first half? Like the freeze getting canned. Uh, uh, well, like here's the thing. I've heard a ton of like crazy rumors, which okay. makes me think none of them are true. Okay, what you hear, man? You know, you know, F one rumors usually end up being true, though, right? Yeah, but like Hamilton's a Ferrari. Well, you never know. He never signed a contract yet, right? I know, but like, uh, obviously, he wants to win another championship. Well, the Ferrari was quicker than him. He's this never, weekend, he's never he going to drive the other. He's never going to drive the other Red Bull. So, like. Paris will, 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 does he really him. does he really think that he has a better shot in so like if assuming he's <laughs> never going to drive the Red Bull which I think is a fair assumption does he really think he has a better shot to win a championship in a Ferrari uh, than a Mercedes I'm, I'm like honestly with you, man. I'm with you. <laughs> go ahead and give me your hot take man. don't don't analyze Hamilton if you don't believe it give me but a no, hot take like ah, I don't really have one I think nothing. I think nothing's gonna happen. It's gonna be no, well, they, they can a lot of build up cons- to like nothing. They could announce somebody's contract for uh, next year right off the bat. Like they could be like, uh, 
Joke on you is out for Mick Schumacher. I heard that one. At Sauber. I Maybe. don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I kind of doubt st- it, though. We have the Chinese Grand Prix next year. We still need Joe Guan Yu for a year, though. At least to go back to China and have a good race. I don't also, think like, now. this is not a popular opinion, but I think Joe is better than Mick Schumacher. Absolutely. Absolutely, maybe. I won't say absolutely not or absolutely yes. I'll say absolutely maybe. I know everybody wants Mick Schumacher to be really good, well. but, like, he's... He's just in like the house. I, you can always overdrive the house. I mean, I guess, but like, I I just I don't know. Put him I don't in a good see car. it. I want I want him to be in somewhat of a competitive. Like like the the Sauber had the op, was a decent car, but last like year I don't at think the start he, of the year. I don't think he's good enough to deserve a seat in a fast car. What do you mean? Like I think he, one of I the best cars. You better. think he deserves to just like step into one of the best cars on the no, grid? No, I wouldn't say that. But like even a midfield car that's not the Haas, I think he would do better. Yeah, yeah but that's like, all I'm saying. You incrementally him, him better. In, he, I don't. Yeah, I still don't think he'd do Sauber. good. Put him in that. Put him in the Sauber. He probably would do just as good as Joe Guan Yu. If he wasn't at, if he didn't have to 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 work with with a chassis like the Haas's chassis where nobody can score points. Look at look at uh what Hulkenberg and, and Magnuson. They haven't done anything this year. Hulkenberg scored a few points, right? Early on. Hulkenberg scored nine. Magnuson scored two. Magnuson's on two points. Like it's been it's it's been very little, you know, cooking this year. So I don't know. Um maybe I don't know who do I think. I think Magnuson just they they bring something some kid from like uh, any car. They can convince a kid in any car to get Magnuson's seat. Maybe I don't think Magnuson even cares that much anymore. Yeah, there was a race like earlier this season. He like DNF'd and he like just like I don't even think he was back to the paddock. He just like pops his helmet off. He's like smiling like. Waving to the like he looked like he was genuinely enjoying himself <laughs> retiring from a race. Nice. Like, I don't think one. he cares all that much anymore. No, I think he's he like just, uh, he knows he doesn't have. A I think tool he's a dad now, and he's just like, oh yeah, it's cool. I get to drive race cars, but uh, whatever. Well, you no, know? the problem is, look, if you're driving a car and you know there's no chance you're you're, you're competitive, like like you're going to just chew up your tires, like. You really don't want to be lapping around for for hours on end, um, so I think yeah, that's true. I think the motivation is not there. The other person that I think is probably going to be surprised is Logan Sargent. You think he might lose his seat? Yeah, yeah. I think I think. What's his arrangement over there? I thought I thought his doesn't his family bring a lot of money to the team? Well, well, there's a, it's a private equity. And valuation for 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 F one has sure. gone up. So like, you can get somebody else to bring money and to take a seat. That'll be better. Yeah, like, but if they've like, like already agreed to pay a certain amount of money of the team's uh, well, if the expenses next this one, year, if the if somebody else, well, sure, more money, but you have to let him finish out the year. Like you already have an agreement. No, I don't say he doesn't finish the year. I'm saying this is a oh, one okay. shot. 
this is it. Like he gets told yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. Out. I can see that yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 I've even heard. I, I even heard rumors of. I just Nasty. don't think drivers like him lose his lose their seat in the middle of the year. No, like, no. I think nobody's gonna do what 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 Helmut did. Nobody's gonna pull that off. The 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 reper- Well, the deal the with DeVries were- wasn't uh wasn't DeVries bringing money to the team. Like no, it was. Uh, it was like- we're looking for. Ultimately, we're looking for somebody to be Max's partner. Yeah, yeah, and and you're not the dude, bro. And this is the it's opportunity clear. to prove that you're good enough for it. Yeah, and so it's like you can get rid of somebody like that midseason, but you can't yeah. get rid of somebody who like the whole point is because they bring money to the team. Because then what are you gonna do? Give the money back? Like you're not gonna do that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, come That's on. True. Well, another guy that could be on the hot seat is Stroll. You think so? I don't think so. I would, I would, I would like that, but Stroll, Stroll be like, no way. <laughs> but they should just the swap. They should just swap Alvin and Stroll. I saw so Stroll still today. gets to drive an F one, but you know Alvin gets to be in a more competitive car. I think that would probably ultimately be better for the sport. Listen to me here. I saw a photo of Stoffel Van Dorm today, right? And he was like, hey, going to go drive this at the Pirelli test tomorrow, right? And I was like, oh, man, bring back Stoffel and Alonso in the same car. Bring that back. Like, oh, I think geez. Stoffel would do better. You ben remember Stroll? the I mean, I think Stoffel would do probably. way better. He never got a, a, a good crack at Formula 1, I think. I feel like. It's like, bring, bring Stoffel back. And he would do I mean, great. that McLaren he was in was this not was a good car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a good car at all. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I feel like we need him back. I mean, didn't but... Alonso say it had a GP3 engine in yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tossed it out there. Alonso did not care. I, I feel like he's getting, he's nearing that point again where, where we see him like, like blow a gasket and just like trash the team. Uh, the way Aston, Aston Martin has been recently, I don't think he's far off of that. So it's going to happen soon. Uh, they ruined his birthday, man. He had an accident on his birthday. Like that is that that's is true. Not what Fernando wants. Uh, he had a senior. He had a senior moment on his birthday. <laughs> yeah, that was no bueno. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. I don't know. Do you want to? Do you want to bring something else up before we we close this hour long episode? It's pretty. Long. No, I think it's we kind of kind of touched on everything. Um, in a slightly different format. Yeah. How'd you like this new format? It's a good format. Yeah, just I liked it. it. Yeah, I liked it better than just running through the grid. We'll see what the people say. Yeah, people, tell us how good or bad this is, and we will come up with uh, themes going forward for uh, the recap instead of uh, going through the game. Or, or the we grid. won't if you say the old way was better. Yeah. It's up yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> Make my life easier. All right, guys, love you. Enjoy the summer break. We'll try to come back and give you some content during the break. But until then, get some rest. Watch other series. Watch MotoGP, British Grand Prix this this weekend. Uh, so if you can tune into MotoGP, you'll enjoy that. Uh, and then there's a few other series out there. IMSA, IndyCar, NASCAR. None of that is on break. So there's a lot of motorsport out there if you're if you're keen to watch. But until then, peace out. Bye everybody. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't go anywhere, don't go anywhere. Uh, we forgot one thing. 
GP rating. GP rating, suckers. Hey, all right. GP rating. Uh, it's a long weekend. A lot of action. So let's um, clarify something it. first. Is the rating the ratings solely for the GP? Yeah, if it's solely Correct? solely for the GP. Not here. the whole solely weekend. The GP. Only the GP. Okay, no. good. Six is my rating for this GP. Okay. It's just a blowout. A blowout. I can see that. Um, um complete blowout. Just what if some more action? There was some stuff in the back. Piastri DNF'd. Just it was it was slow. I think one third into the race, everybody just snoozed off. And I was sitting at the bar and people were having side conversations while the race <laughs> was on. Which for me was like, why is everybody here talking and not watching the race? Um and so yeah, that's why I give it a six. If you're paying close attention, I was looking at the data and I found it very interesting. I was looking at the strategy. There's a few great things out there, but it wasn't a race for P1. Um, and that for me just prevents me from going to seven. That was like my, my rule of thumb. Like I can't go to seven if there's no fight for, for P1. Um, there was a little bit between the teammates, but not enough for, to, to, for me to go to seven. So yeah, that's why I go to six. All right. I see that. Um, and I agree with you on most of that. I would give it a 6.5. Um, give it a little bit more, just a, just a little bit. It still doesn't deserve a seven, but, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it, it was interest. There was interesting parts to it, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. it was interesting to see. So like, for example, I kind of thought Aston Martin was going to continue struggling. They had struggled all weekend. Um, but apparently their car works a bit better in the dry conditions than it does in the kind of intermediate changing conditions with Alonso able to finish. I think it was P5. Um, so there was, yeah, there was some surprises there. It wasn't entirely predictable. Um, the top 10 though is becoming pretty predictable in every race. The only difference here is because two of the usual suspects, I would say DNF and then, so there's... Mm -hmm two people in the top 10 that you wouldn't have expected, but you know, out of everybody that finishes, there's like five teams that always their drivers that finish finish in the top 10. And, um, right. So from that regard, it was like pretty predictable, but like I said, with the two DNFs, um, got to see some, some new faces in the points or at least some, uh, Mm -hmm. not too, not too regular faces in the points. So, that was nice to see. Good, good. And uh, I'm glad we remembered to do our GP rating. Would have, would have been sad if we didn't. But on that, you know, I'll have to close out the show. I think we can close it out now, right? I think so. Bye, everybody. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.